This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxying cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, Episode 79, Thunderdome. Never Stop Gaming. Strange Assembly is a podcast and website about board games, card games, and role-playing games. Legend of the Five Rings, and beyond. Welcome to another normal episode of Strange Assembly. Don't worry, there are more Wintercourt 3 interviews coming. Well, yes, normal is relative, Jay. I'm I was aware say, of that. We'll now be talking about Wintercourt for only two hours. <laughs> that was Jay Earl. Also here are Justin Purdy. Hello. And Mike Cook. Yep. Although you should probably know who they are by now. Unless you're brand new, in which case, we, of course you don't know who they are. It's fantastic that we have a new listener to the show. And also welcome. Don't run. <laughs> well, I'll find you later. <laughs> Today, we are going to be focusing on Kote season and more specifically the story aspects of what's going on with Kote season. But if you care about the card aspects, I might point out that since you probably used your iPod to just skip over it at the beginning these days, Remember that Strange Assembly is sponsored by L5R Shop, so if you need singles to play at your Kote, you can go buy it from them and tell them that Strange Assembly sent you. Wouldn't that be swell? Yes, it would. Hunt hunt singles in your area now. (laughs) Yes, wrong, wrong kind of show, Jay. But you joke about talking about Winter Court, but to some extent... We don't necessarily have to talk about Winter Court, but it might be helpful to set up, I guess, where the story is so far, which involves the three Winter Court slash Torn Asunder fictions, and then the scenes from the Empire, and then the City of Ash and Flame, I think it was, Smoke and Ash, something like that, which is the one that just came out. So I guess the, the short version would be that the Ninth Legion, led by Shinjo Kinto, and assisted heavily by Kuni Renyu and a lot of samurai in the city, overthrew Tsukihime. Tsukihime escaped. Kinto made Renyu governor. And we see in that series of fictions that Iweko says they, that Tsukihime is declared a traitor, that she basically, after the fact, blesses getting rid of her although it's a knowledge that Kinto and Renyu went about it really badly and caused a lot more death and destruction than was necessary. And However, we then also saw in something that I think is chronologically before that, oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, and Iweko affirms that, yes, Renyu will be the interim governor of the city. And then in the most recent fiction, we see... 
Iweko Shibatsu, the spider-raised heir, just walk into the second city and say, well, I'm in charge now. Because, Kinto, it's not like you really have the authority to appoint a governor anyway. Yeah. He came in, he called dibs. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, and like I said, and that seems to be, just from the thought bubbles in the conversation, that seems to have occurred at a time when no one in the second city knew that the Empress had actually said, yeah, Renu can go ahead and be the, the champion. So now we do have one of the heirs just flat out in charge of the colonies. Although presumably he's not going to do a good job, right? Because we know the colonies are going to descend into blood and chaos because that's what Kote season is about. So my character from Winter Court is actually now apparently in charge of investigating what Tsukihime did or didn't actually do, uh, which could be um, interesting. So that's kind of the situation we have. We have... Iweko Shibatsu in charge of the colonies, and we have this colonies versus empire vote, although we really don't know what it means, and I don't think we're going to really know what it means. I think that's kind of intentional. It's so as to not spoil what exactly is going to happen, especially since I'm guessing that this is going to continue into Worlds and, and Gen Con. So for each of the Kote this year, there's a, a main event and there's an honor event. And the winner of each of those gets to vote either colonies or empire. So there's that. <laughs> we don't know what that means, but they get to vote one. And then each person who makes the cut, at the time they make the cut, they have to pick a personality, a non-unique, currently living personality aligned to your faction. And if you pick the elephant, Sean's going to ignore it. And this is the fun part. <laughs> yeah, so so you get to pick those people, and you have to choose right up front. You cannot change it, and it doesn't really matter much for that, Kote, until you get to the finals. And in the finals, there's going to be a fight of some sort between the personality chosen by the winner and the personality chosen by the person who gets second place, and, of course, the personality chosen by the Kote winner wins that fight. And then they get to make one of four choices. They can spare the runner-up personality honorably. They can spare the runner-up personality dishonorably, shaming the loser. They can take the runner-up personality hostage, or they can kill the runner-up personality. Now, it's also, I think, helpful to keep in mind although I don't really know what the significance of this is, that the same people can come up repeatedly. Yeah, so Bayushi B- B- Kenny can get killed every weekend this during Kote season. The way it phrases it, it says, without spoiling where this build-up to the finality of the Emperor Edition story is going, just keep in mind that no combination of results is dis- disallowed. The same personality can be chosen multiple times, even on the same weekend. So... When it says multiple times, even on the same weekend, that would, to me, implies that they can be chosen multiple times on other weekends as well. So I don't actually know if killing, choosing kill means that the person is dead. Man, it was such a bad week for Quan Chai. He got killed three times. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he could get killed and then taken as a hostage and then spared. And, right, if 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 kill is all that matters at the end of that, well, you've kind of just 
maybe the sparing choice wasn't negated, but certainly the hostage choice was being negated. So, so they say that they've got the plan for how they're going to no, do no, all if, these things, if, but if he's hostage and then killed, we just have a weekend at Bernie's situation. Uh, yeah, that only works if he's a hostage of the spider. Oh no, wait. So they would just bring him back, so they wouldn't have to carry him around. You're right. The weekend with zombie panicky. Right. So. I'm not sure what exactly is going on with that, but I don't know if that's as straightforward as it looks like. Especially since that then requires you to constantly update the list of who's available or not. Somehow, there's something here that can't be, you know, as straightforward as they say it is. I don't know how in the world they can say, we're even fine with you picking the same guy over and over again in the same weekend. Unless, you know... Maybe kill is it kill, or maybe they have some kind of strange contingency, or they're gonna do it in the past or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's not unique. So they're they're twins. They were the same guy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Did L five heart just turn into a new, uh, the new heart show? <laughs> uh, just your given random soap opera. Yushi Kwanchai has amnesia and his evil twin. Well, I could just be reading it wrong, too. I mean, I could be reading more into that and really, well, it's just going to be they die, they die, they die, and that's it. Well, I mean, across weekends, assuming they keep the kill list up to date, it does say you can't pick dead people. So, But it does say no combination is disallowed and the same person can be chosen multiple times. Right, but I mean, that that would be weekend one, he gets hostage, weekend two, he's spared honorably, weekend three, he's dead, you can't pick him anymore. Which is okay. I mean, that that part makes sense. It's just a matter of, you know, one week he's hostage and dead. I don't know what they're going to do for that. Right. I'm just waiting for the because you know it's going to happen just like it did with the the Crane Clan Civil War. First place and second place are the same clan. Yes, it will happen. It it would be hilarious if they had picked the same guy so he takes himself honorably hostage. Yes, that is certainly possible. If he kills himself, is it just seppuku then? Yes, yes. (laughs) <laughs> it's like I can't take it anymore I will let you live but it will be dishonorably you are a jerk <laughs> I am not a worthy opponent I am not worth exactly. slaying <laughs> now there's the honor event and the honor event can be whatever the TO says it is basically Arcote which will be in a couple of days as of when or tomorrow maybe depending on when you're listening to it or if you lollygag and listening to it maybe two weeks ago you know who knows but ours will be a fiction, but there will be lots of costume contests and theme deck contests, I'm sure. Rap battles. But will they be epic rap battles of history? No, you can only have the two of those. So, whoever wins the honor event is basically choosing who is telling the story of the fight in the finals of the Kote and where it's going to be told, and how it's going to be told. So you... I'm, act, I'm actually not sure you, that you get to pick the courtier. You get to pick the court either in the Second City or in the Court of the Empress, and you get to pick the artistic means by which the story will be told. Puppetry. Puppetry. Rap battle. <laughs> Rap battle is not an option, but puppetry is... 
<laughs> poetry is an option, but not yes, yeah, Sedan is not, and Duel of Haiku is not. But you have dancing, no, which wait, so dancing, yes or no dancing? Dancing Kabuki, which I would really have thought of as theater more than dancing, I guess, but whatever. Music, which is, I guess, music other than singing, because singing is an option. Oratory, painting, poetry, puppeteer, and then storytelling. So, <laughs> and this, this, it notes that this has the potential to color the event through the eyes of the chosen clan, especially if the winner of the honor event shares a clan with one of the people in the... <laughs> In the Kote Finals. I want to see, like, the same clan get first and second and win the honor competition. Right. Uh, that is certainly I, possible. I, I will now tell the story of how I dishonorably fought myself in battle. With puppetry. With puppetry, yes. Yes. Okay, so, yeah, to, to confirm, you know, and they more precisely, yeah, you do not get to choose who the courtier is. I'm sure people will ask, but you don't get to choose who the courtier is. The winner of the tournament gets a $100 AEG gift certificate. The winner of the honor event gets a $50 AEG gift certificate. The winner of the main event gets the really sinister-looking playmat. <laughs> Have you guys seen the art for that? If you go to the Kote page, you can pull up and get the big image of that. You've got the the figure in shadow. Oh, that doesn't look sinister at all. No, no not at all. And I... Don't know who that's supposed to be, but guys with glowing green eyes are either like Cooney or not good at all. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes both. Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to be Shibatsu or someone else. I, Without knowing anything else, I think that'd have to be our best guess, but it can very easily not be him. Yeah, it's really like, well, Shibatsu seems like the guy to pick because who else would you pick? But that's not all. That's just what the, the the actual individual Kote gets. I mean, oh, and there's some other card. There's some other alternate art. There's a different version of the sighting moment for the top four. And the top clan, clan gets an alternate art clan champion. But then there's the stuff that happens from everything piling together at the end of Kote season. The first is to determine who is going to be the warlord of the colonies who is appointed by the governor as the equivalent of the shogun although what the significance of that role is going to be seems like it would vary wildly depending on who wins right and also who's governor at that point in time yeah and the way that that is determined is like we said that when you enter the elimination rounds you have to choose a personality. Well, whichever personality gets chosen the most and doesn't die. So apparently death means something because you have to survive. So that last weekend, you could see some people like uh, tanking their top four just so the person's not up for death. Yes. What I want to see is what happens if there ends up being a tie when this is all over with. Shoot me now. Uh, yeah, uh, karmic strike, much. they both die. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a karmic strike to see who's the warlord. But So whoever gets chosen the most and you have to survive, 
And now what this kind of means is that, okay, obviously you have to have a clan that puts a lot of people in the cut. So some combination of large player base and successful. I'm going to go out on a limb and say crab, right? Right. <laughs> There's a lot of crab players, and I think that they'll still be good, so that seems like a good. But But the other thing you have to have is probably is some sort of unity. If one clan's, well, you have to have unity and luck. If one clan's players are constantly choosing the same guy, that guy is going to make it in if another clan is doing better, but they're all over the place in who they pick. So if you look at the various clan websites right now, most of them have polls of some sort up or discussions yeah. about who that guy should be. The, the the thing of it with that is, uh, I mean, even if, let's say for the sake of argument, Crab is doing really well and just dominating that, next to last weekend, their guy dies. All of their picks have been for that guy, so they're back to square one. Yes. Yeah, no, it could be relatively random. Well, and when we get to the dragon one, you'll see, I, I have never done a real bounty before, because... Well, I don't know where people get money to do bounties sometimes, but well, I would just do the dragon one, or at least last I checked, the leading dragon candidate was my boy Harumi. I really don't want him to die. <laughs> <laughs> I said like, oh yeah, pick Harumi. I'm all excited about Harumi now. Like, by the way, please do not lose and annoy your opponent in the finals. So I always would it be like a bounty of. If you defeat Harumi in the finals of a Kote, and you spare him honorably, <laughs> here's your bounty. I'm like, maybe I can go to see if Drew Baker can get the art from the guy who did Harumi, and, and I could give out custom I spared Harumi at Kote 2013. <laughs> Play funny, at least. Yeah. I, I can totally see bounties like that cropping up. I can also see the opposite. Like, again, for the sake of argument, Crab's doing really well. Mantis are like, we really want that warlord. We'll pay a whole bunch of money if you kill the Crab crab choice. Yes, I would not be surprised if that comes up at the end. And I would not be surprised if there are a lot of hard feelings if it does. Yep, this is L5R. It's incredibly unimportant. Of course there's going to be hard feelings. I don't know. I mean, I can, like, I mean, there are a lot of crowd players right now who are really pissed off about the City of Ash and Flame story, about the fact that Renyu lasted three seconds as governor. Seat wasn't even warm. Despite the fact that it's not like Renyu being governor was really a result of Winter Court. That was something that came out of a fiction, not something that came out of we did it on day 31 of Winter Court, but if people are pissed about that, think about how pissed people are going to be if you have an entire clan that puts together a whole string of people making the cut and they they all choose the same guy and they work really hard at it. Yeah, and then you have one tournament at the end that just completely negates everything that they had worked for. Not because there was another side building up to it, but because somebody's like, hey, I've got an extra thousand dollars. I just want to try to buy this for my clan. I mean, I guess the clan at least has to have been into the point where they're in second place, but 
if you're up 25 votes to 10 and then one Cote and your guy's dead, I don't know if that's really unreasonable to have hard feelings about that. Yeah, it seems like, or at least it would feel like there's a lot of ways where your work can kind of disappear later on in the season, which people just never are too happy about that kind of thing when they're like, well, there goes the, you know, what I got from the Kote I won. My guy's dead now. Yeah, I mean, we even had that come up at Winter Court 3 with the with the, the trading provinces thing where you had a lot of people who felt that it was just outrageous that because that particular chunk of territory was a choice that had been made by a Cote winner last year. And even though the map of the colonies is really this kind of incoherent mess, I think even at at the time or shortly thereafter, we even talked about at some point, well, how could the map of the colonies really possibly stay this way? And yet, even when the trade would be executed by, you know, other players of that faction voluntarily giving it up, you still had a lot of people who got really mad about that. Uh, the guy, Miramoto Kalin, who was playing Kakita K, like, he quit. Not just Winter Court, but L5R. Oh, wow. I think he wasn't happy with things generally, but he talked about this on the, the Crane Clan forums. It was basically that he felt that some of the other Dakota winners were being just really obnoxious and elitist and in thinking that, oh, because I picked this, it's going to stay with the clan forever and just didn't want to deal with it. I think that it was really fine to trade them, but in my role as head of my delegation, I basically was like, well, if I know who the Cote winner is, I'm going to, before I would trade it off, I'm going to try to get a hold of them and make sure they're okay with it, because I'm not going to deal with it. I'm just not going to deal with being the guy who traded off Joe so-and-so's province, and now half the people hate him. I just wasn't going to deal with it. Yeah, so right now the leader on the crab boards is Kyle Fumiko. I don't remember who that is. Uh, neither do I. I mean, that's the thing. With it being a non-unique, non-experienced person outside your clan, you probably have no idea who at least half of these people are. The cranes seem to be having a tie between Kakita Ichigiku Gesundheit. and Kakita K. I was just going to say, I'd be happy with either of those. Oh, and some of these polls are being, there's a little bit of disruption at the end because the story team has now officially confirmed as of today that anyone who is a character at Winter Court 3, even if they have no existence other than Winter Court 3, is eligible to be chosen. And we didn't really know that, so all these votes were kind of done without that in mind. But yes, Harumi, as of this particular second, is still winning in the dragon. Maybe I should go in and be like, everybody, stop picking Harumi. You're going to get him killed. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. I find it interesting. Like, I look on the Lion website. I don't know where their poll is or if they even have one, but they have a lot of discussion about, well, when we win Kote, what should we do to the other people based on their clan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sometimes it's easy. I mean, the Scorpion clan's all about just you know, being like, it's dishonor, like, you go away. But some of the clans, you know, 
it's like, man, I really hate this one clan, and we're going to kill all those jerks, but oh, the yeah, rest of them, you know. And you're going to see... Uh... And you're going to see bounties. You already have seen bounties that are like that. Like, it's not just you have to win with this person. It's you have to win with them and you have to get a, you know, you have to do a particular choice. Like, or like mine, if I obviously, if it's, uh, oh, here's my, uh, here's my Harumi bounty, right? It has to be spare honorably, not just leave him alive. The Mantis choice seems to be Yoritomo Emoto. Barely edging out Yoritomo Kanaye. On the Scorpion Clan forum, there's literally just a topic that's like, who are we going to choose? And then there's no poll attached. It's just three pages of people discussing it, no real final decision on it. The top Phoenix one is uh, Shiba Sansasuke, followed closely by Agasha Kodo. Hooray, Kodo. <laughs> I, I can't imagine why. But Ogre Seals, the poll on the Uniclan forums is, who should we choose for Kote season for Warlord of the Colonies? Moto Ogaru, Moto Ogaru, Moto Ogaru, some lame other personality that's not Moto Ogaru. Which is funny, because if you've listened to the interview with, with Ralph, who did Jinjo Tehun, he's like, I could never choose Moto Ogaru, because I'd feel terrible if I got Ogre's guy killed. Yeah. That's the thing about picking the guy you want to win. Yeah. Yeah, no, they've definitely made an interesting choice here. Yeah, unfortunately, if you really like the person you've picked, the best place to finish in the tournament is first place, followed by third through 70th, (laughs) and then second. (laughs) Yes, yes, unless... Right, that's what I, was, what I was saying, is it'll be interesting in that last weekend if suddenly people are, are just, like, tanking their top four games just to not risk the death. It pays not to piss people off, I guess, which means, really, I'm totally hosed. Right, I mean, let's face it, the first time that, like, Harumi comes up against some Spider-Clan player, they're going to stab me, and it's not going to go well. Uh, to be fair, it's the Spider, so who are they not going to stab? The Mantis, the Unicorn, they may make a concerted effort to be try to spare everyone honorably. And there's at least one spider bounty that does require sparing any... Sparing honorably the Unicorn, Mantis, or Dragon. But then you have to kill the Crab Lion or Scorpion. I imagine you'll see more of these as, as the season develops. Okay, so after all that that's not it. That's not everything. Of course not. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. That's right. Uh, order now and you get OxyClean. <laughs> because now people are going to trade provinces whether they like it or not. <laughs> yes. So we have to keep track of, as, as the Cote TOs, we have to actually, we've got a little chart where we have to write down everyone who was in the elimination rounds, who they picked, and who picked who, and who defeated who in the various rounds, and we have to submit all that information to AEG. So you're going to have a, a running total of numbers, like the Crab have defeated the Crane nine times in elimination rounds, and they've defeated the Dragon seven times, and they've defeated the Fighter, and they've defeated the Spider five times, and so on and so forth. And... 
at the end of the Kote season, you will look at each given clan by itself. You're just looking at that clan, and you're looking at the elimination games that they won. And you're saying, which clan did they defeat the most? And they get to steal a territory from that clan. Uh, well, I guess it's location, so maybe those won't be exactly the same. Maybe those won't be the same as provinces, but you get to steal something from that clan. And there's going to be some kind of imperial assembly vote at the end to determine what that is. Now, w- what this means is that, except the impossibly unlikely event that a clan literally never wins a game in the elimination rounds, every clan is going to get to steal something. But not every clan is going to lose something. In fact, for these purposes, it advantages your clan if you suck. Yeah. Because if you don't make the elimination rounds, you're not going to lose in the elimination round. Those clans who are pretty good at making the cut, but not, you know, actually sealing the deal, those are the guys who are in trouble. And I'm guessing that is going to be territories, but I I don't know if that will be. There is one reference in there to territory, but every other time it says location. So, so there's a lot going on with the story choices for Kote season. So now that we've actually gone through what they all are, um, what do you guys think about Kote about this? Could potentially be a bloodbath. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's going to be a bloodbath. You know there are people who are going to pick to kill just to kill. Yeah, the the two most popular choices when you look at people talking are kill followed by spare honorably. I have not seen, except apparently on the scorpion boards, I have not seen a lot of spare dishonorably because it usually seems to be if we really don't like this clan... Kill them outright? We just, yeah, we just want to kill yeah, which is a shame, because I so want to take hostages. That sounds awesome. Well, you can take a hostage if you win a Kote, or you could put up a bounty for... I wouldn't do this if I was you, but if you win and choose to take a hostage, I will give you $100. And I wouldn't do that, because you will find there are way too many Kote winners all of a sudden choosing to take hostages. Right, there are a lot of, a lot of mercenaries. Yeah. I will say this. I I will offer this bounty right now. If you take uh, Chris's character hostage at a Kote, and I remember to, I will mention you on air. Done. Bam. Great bounty there, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, at least that means they didn't kill him. Yay? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Look on the bright side. Well, actually, I mean, being taken a hostage could be interesting. And that presumably does not remove you from, since you're still alive, that doesn't remove you from being selected later on. Right. (laughs) You're the warlord, you're a hostage of the crane, but you're a warlord. Well, probably the crane would have to give you up at that point, although then they'd get something in return. I mean, the idea of being a hostage is that, I think in this situation, I don't think it's a hostage in perpetuity. You know, you like, they get something, right? They get the ransom. You just have to make sure to pay the ransom. Oh, Chris, do you not watch Law and Order? You don't pay the ransom. That just leads to them getting dumped in the back alley. <laughs> uh, it's it's thankfully been a while since I watched Law and Order. It's very interesting. It's much more involved. It's got to be better than grind, grind, battle, 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 battle against the destroyers. 
But last year's story was pretty good. So, I have to say, the Age of Exploration has made for much better Kote stories. I guess without having actually read these, but still. It seems to have made for much better Kote storyline than the Destroyer War ever did. Well, yeah, especially because the Destroyer War was, you can save it for a week. Next week we're burning it down anyway. <laughs> You should have been in Winter Court 3, because doing Winter Court 3 has gotten me much more, like, back into being enthused in the story. Slash totally sick with all the players? What? Slash totally sick with all the players, right? (laughs) No? Okay. I don't know what you mean by sick with the players. Sick of the other players. Oh. Oh. No, not really. There are some individual people I'm not particularly fond of, which maybe I'll talk about, but maybe I won't. Uh, But probably I will, because it involves (laughs) talking, you know. Uh, But it's really gotten me back. I mean, for love of Pete, I'm considering offering a bounty that would cost me actual money, uh, which I really don't have a bunch of extra of. That's the reason I don't have SimCity right now. Unfortunately, Jay, I don't think that appearing on or getting mentioned on Strange Assembly is actually enough of a bounty to induce people to do things. No, no, that was entirely as a joke. I know, I know, but wouldn't it be nice? That would be pretty funny. You offer up some bounty, you know, to... You know how they have all those bounties where it's like, oh... Uh, this really great player will play your clan. I could offer the bounty that I won't play your clan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think it'd be great if you offered a bounty to come on the show for a bunch of people, because then you'll have an episode like, I'm Chris Stevenson, and with me today are my 27 guest stars. <laughs> well, no, you, they can have their own. <laughs> yeah, come on, that's 27 episodes where he doesn't have to listen to us idiots. Oh, uh, that would be a nice change of pace. That'd get us up over a hundred too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, we're we're I guess technically we could say we're closing it on a hundred, only twenty two away, twenty one after this episode. We, yeah, when we hit a hundred, nothing will happen. Everybody likes big round numbers. Yes, and what do you suggest we do to commemorate this? Uh, this event. Well, hopefully not a podcast like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, 100 is where you do things like have the retrospective where you play the best of and whatnot, but that would require me to actually go back through. Well, also, the best of would be what, like two, three minutes tops? <laughs> Something like that. Have you checked out the the new art, the alt art clan champions? Yeah, I saw those. Isn't it just the uh, ones from the winter pack? Yeah, but I didn't really pay a lot of attention to them then. Yeah, nor did I. But eh, Makoto's is pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, Sukimi still looks cool. Mm. 
Ken Pecky looks like less of a twit when he doesn't have horns on a headband. Strap on horns. <laughs> I get the general idea of looking like Daigatsu's mask, but I'm sorry. I have horns on my headband. That never did it for me as I'm this awesome guy. Right, and af- after uh, getting the new Learn to Play set, it's nice to see Natoshi not looking like a Bane. He- he's going to a Bane costume party. He just got done making a really sloppy peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> I'd take a free copy of SimCity right now. Yeah. That'd be awesome. You wouldn't be able to use it. I was going to tell you, uh, don't be sad that you can't buy it, because, like, they're having major problems. Yeah, I know. Because they're always on DS. Yeah. Stupid. Even with Diablo, I can understand it, but, yeah, they really screwed the pooch on it. And they made a lot of people really mad. They're not even really making a anything but a half-hearted effort to hide that it's just, you know, DRM keeping people from pirating it. Well, I don't think they a, care. I saw a rundown of features comparing this SimCity to the one that was released 20 years ago, and it was like, the old one, check, check, check. This one, no, no, no. Always on DRM, this one's got... Well, I mean, to be fair, I think they made a really good game. People complain because you get a fairly small size to build on, but I feel like that's more of a challenge because you don't just have, like, everywhere to build, and you can't, like, just change all the terrain to be exactly what you want. I mean, they basically made it to be a big multiplayer game where you make cities next to your friends, and one of you makes the big casino city, and one of you makes an industrial town, and you trade stuff with each other, and you all work together to build arcologies and... Oh, you don't have to work together. No, you don't, but uh, in theory so you do. You, you don't start the game by setting up the uh, terrain? So I no. can't just have all of my cities be in Kansas? No. You have to choose a map, and that has a whole bunch of smaller cities that you pick to... uh you have plots of land that you can yeah. pick. And uh, what, to, to do multiplayer, what you have to do is invite people into your other cities. <laughs> but what's really great is you can get your crime level up really high... And then it'll go into your neighbor cities. The the potential for griefing in the game is hilarious, actually. You can pollute your city, and that will also go into your neighbor city. Yeah. You can just do what Ling wants to do and go to double elimination. Double the limbs, go! We are doing our finals at this Kote Thunderdome style. <laughs> Two samurai enter, one samurai leaves. And then another samurai leaves, possibly as a hostage, but maybe honorably, or maybe dishonorably. Speaking of which, that's, that's the name of uh, Jeremy Summerlin's SimCity City. Call or maybe he, maybe he enters the Thunderdome and he dies for the third time today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now we have now we have a title for the episode at least. What if if it's going to be two men enter one man leaves? I think you've actually already used that title. Yes, so I just meant Thunderdome. Okay. 
since L5R in space is going to be a real thing now. What, am I missing something? Yeah. Oh, apparently, yeah, in Imperial Histories 2, L5R in space is one of the chapters. Awesome. <laughs> what? Nice. I've been wanting that, and Hobart kept saying, no, we're never going to do that. Is it Rokugan 3000? Finally the virtual sequel to Rokugan 2K? I, I don't remember when it is. Yeah, in order to find anything out about what's going on in the L5 RPG, you have to read Sean's column on RPG.net, which is called uh, Naked Steel. And there's a little short fiction from Chapter 13. It's the big deal, and it's some Isawa falls off a cliff in the colonies and wakes up in a space station. <laughs> oh, I I would have just assumed that was a regular L5R fic from him. <laughs> what? Is this metal? Is this some sort of prison? Well, metal, yes. Prison, no. Yeah, he's in a space station looking out at Rokugan. <laughs> Imagine for a moment you are on board a ship. A ship that could sail through the skies themselves. Do you mean like the heavenly kabune of Sutengu? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it! Nailed it! <laughs> Yes, precisely. Now imagine we sailed so far above the land, it was revealed that the Empire was merely one part of a much larger world, and that world itself was shaped like a sphere that hung perfectly in a great void, bereft of the elements themselves. What are those small lights, he said? Are they stars? Some of them are other great ships like ours, sailing far above the Empire. The others are distant stars, yes, sisters of the Lady Amaterasu. May her soul be forever at peace. The year is 3,122, according to the Asawa calendar. It is the 84th year of the reign of the 112th Emperor of the Oweko Dynasty. And the Empire of Rokugan is in great danger. Sutai turned and looked at him. From what? We were hoping you could help us figure that out. Bug man. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. I really, at this point, audience, have no idea what you've been listening to for a while now because we had a massive power outage. How much is going to actually make it off the editing floor? Oh, yeah, none of it, hopefully. (laughs) But that depends. Did you hear us talking about SimCity and WoW and Day9 and other stuff that I really know nothing about? No? Maybe it'd be funny just to keep it in. You can listen to the other people on the podcast educate me about what an internet celebrity is. It could be another episode entirely. <laughs> it could really good. You could probably spend quite some time updating me on uh, what the new LOL cat is or the new variant. Oh, it's, it's, it's cat. Uh, oh, well, the new one is the bear that shaved. That's what's making the rounds. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that means. Oh, it's just a picture of a bear that's been shaved, and the thing says, everything else when it gets shaved gets ridiculous or cute. The bear just becomes the scariest thing you've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, Because it it is not cute. It looks terrifying. I can imagine. That's even less on topic than anything else that we have discussed in the last hour. You said lolcats. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, because we, we had a power outage in there at some point, and I'm mentioning this now because I don't really feel like going back and later and recording another insert to explain what is going on. And then we never really got back on track. So, for Strange Assembly... I'm Jay Earl. Justin Purdy. I'm Mike Cook. And I'm Chris Stevenson. See you at the Cote. You've been listening to Strange Assembly. You can download more episodes of Strange Assembly on iTunes or from our website at www.strangeassembly.com. While you're at our website, you can check out the frequently updated main page or talk with us on the forums. You can also email me directly at chris at strangeassembly.com or you can follow Strange Assembly on Facebook or Twitter. Strange assembly either place. Thanks for listening.